You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Masterclass. And I'm such a big fan of this amazing human being. Mbuso Koza, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you could join us. Uh, thank you so much, uh, and to the listeners of 702. So I have to, um, you know, before we jump into this, you, you have, um, you know, done so much work around this particular battle. Maybe yes. help us understand what drew you to researching and getting to understand and becoming what I would say an expert is on this battle. Uh, growing up uh, in, during the 80s, my mom, my late mom, who is a, a daughter of Nkosi Umbiga Ivusa, Umbiga Ivusa, uh, who is a, 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 a son of Umeshwana, who is the son of Umfogaz, and there is a man by the name of Unchi Mwaiwa who happened to be a a general commander of the Battle of Isandran. So I grew up listening to these stories at home. Mm. Being told, my mother it taught me everything that uh, I think I know about culture. Because I remember each time if there was a, a thunderstorm and lightning, he, she would take us inside the uh, Zulu hut and begin to say, Uka! That was a, 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 a prayer song for the Koza family. So now, as I, I began uh, my career in music, I felt like I mean, we, it, it can't be all of us recording and, and, and becoming celebrities, but without teaching. Mm. So I went back to the methodology of, of our training, the storytelling, up until I thought the Battle of Isandana is a major victory for all of us as Africans. We need to talk about it, you know, because the, the English were, were, were thought to be the most technologically advanced uh, country, more than everyone, but it still confuses them even until today how they, they lost this battle. So the inspiration comes from my family. Mm-hmm. And I, I, as you are speaking, I'm thinking... You are so, so blessed that you grew up in a home where that information was so readily available. Um, you know, many young people in this country, um, yeah. the, 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 the parents, you know, either lost the history along the way or they fully relied on our schooling system to teach us history, which is a yeah. whole conversation for another day about, you know, what it is that we are choosing to include in the history. But let's jump now into this particular battle. And we know yeah. this battle happened 143 years ago, but I want you to set the scene for us in, you know, prior to the build up of the battle, what was happening in the, the Zulu nation and South Africa is what we know today at the time, prior to the English saying, you know, we're coming? Um, those times, let's say if we look at the Zulu dynasty from Umgune, the first to the father to Ulufeni, Ulufeni is the father to Ukumet, Ukumet is the father to Umgune, the second. Umgune, the second, is the father to Uluzman, Uluzman is the father to Umalandel, Umalandel is the father to Ukwabe and Uzulu, and that's the beginning of the Zulu dynasty. Mm. So, when you cross Uchugela, that was Zululand. Why? Because 
during the times of Malandela, when Ukwabe and Uzul were born, uh, Uzul became a favorite because he was a younger son to the mother. And the mother, Unoziza Zul, in Lovraz, was rich because she's the one who could breed the cows that we call Amanguni today. Mm. She was a farmer. So now Ukwabe is, is an, el- an eldest son, so he left to another uh, part of the case and built a, a, a palace called Mchandeni, um, meaning Mchandeni uh, because the younger brother became the, the favorite. So mm. now King Shaka comes in in 1816 uh, to, 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 to put together what you call the Zulu kingdom or the Zululand today. It, 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 it is who had stronger kingdoms at that time. Mm. So after he built that, you, we had something that you call the Republic of Natalia. After uh, the, the incident of 1497, the arrival of Vasco da Gama, the arrival of the missionaries in 1806 from England, it's where our problems began now because they had that. These people, they love their ancestors, they love their roots, they believe in what their forefathers taught them. Mm. So we need something that is going to swave them away from that kind of, of belief. Now, when they came here, they came with a Bible mm. to tell uh, the Zulus that Ukim Zajayo needs to disband his armies, meaning Amabuto, Izinduna, uh, so now he needs to, you know, live alone, like live a lonely life with no entourage, you know, as you normally see when, when kings are, I mean, are arriving at the, at the ceremonies. And the lifestyle of the Zulus, you look at uh, the fetching of the water from uh, the rivers, you look at uh, the, 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 the livestock is in Kom or in Fuyokhaus, all of those things now were slowly being uh, uh, taken away from these people. And and what what was the reason that he was being told to disband um, the army? It is because they wanted to do things according to the jurisdiction of the British government. Mm. So that meaning the Zulu uh, uh, culture needs to fade away. They need to take the Bible. They need to read a, a hymn book. They need to mm. do away with Mvunulo, as they call it, animal skills. Mm. You know. So all of these things were being discussed up until there was a day uh, where they went under the, the, the tree. We call it the ultimatum tree. Where now they were really telling King Kujayo, if you don't disband your arm, we're going to the battlefield. Mm. But before we continue, who were the key players of this battle? On the English side, it was uh, uh, Anthony uh, uh, Danford, um, Abose, Henry Bartle, uh, to mention the few. On the Zulu side, the, 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 the Prime Minister was Umnyamana, the son of Umnangelel. Now, Umnangelel was a, of the Buteles clan, who was a mastermind, even with Amakambi, uh, behind the kingdom of King Charles. So later, he had a son by the name of Umyaman, who was a prime minister during the King Kujayo's rule, especially around the Battle of San Juan. Mm. Later, uh, uh, just to give people an, 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 a clear understanding of, of, of this structure of the Zulu Kingdom. 
So later, King Solomon, because he knew about the history of the Bethesda clan, he then asked Princess Makoko, his sister, uh, to marry King uh, Osumatol. You know, from Umyamana up to Umatol, and then Umtoanawakindanga and the Prince Mangosukitele, that's how he was born. So I'm trying to give you this, this, this picture at home so that you know exactly when you speak of the birth of his son, what were the reasons? Yes. So, now, so, so, so Mbuso, yes. I just want to take a pause there because um, yes. I think you set the scene quite um, nicely. And now we also know where this particular prince came from and the build up yeah. to get to where we are, especially, you know, for such yeah. rich history, which is so, so um, important. We're going to take a quick break and continue with this particular masterclass. The lines are open 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line 072 702 Masterclass And in today's Masterclass It's 20 minutes after 2 o'clock We're chatting to Mbuso Koza Historian, researcher You may know him as a musician Singer, songwriter But also happens to be a cultural practitioner And we're speaking today About the battle of Isangwana And we're taking your calls on 011-883-0702 And the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702 So Mbuso, before we took a break You said the scene for us about what was happening at the time and the British and now said you know you need to start doing away with certain things and we are giving you a Bible and you're going to adopt our ways so now the threat has been uh, communicated at that time how was this done how was the communication um, done because we're talking you know 1879 yes I mean, already you, you, you had people like Mfunzi, who, who those are the intellectuals of King Richard, who even went overseas to represent him, mm. who would uh, come with letters that were written in English and they were able to decode it. So, oh, okay, so they, so at that time you did have individuals that um, were okay with the English language and able to translate it. There were few, because even during the King Shaka era, there was Muslim Beach who was taught, uh, who was able to do that. So the accessibility, in fact, Ute Fela Shepstein could speak fluent Isikosa and Isuzu. Mm. So it was, it was not that difficult in terms of the communication. Yes, and then when now the communication comes to say, if you do not obey uh, by this date, this is what's going to happen. Was it sent in a formal letter? There would be meetings under the tree because mm. our, our, our court structure were under the tree. It was a community. It was a collective agreement when we did this. Mm. So these, these, these talks were, 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 were held under the tree. This is why even today there is an ultimatum tree in, in the north of KZF. Oh, wow. An ultimatum tree where they gave the Zulu nation the ultimatum tree to disband the armies. Yes. And to, to an extent that there were even these uh, where Amabuto would walk from, let's say, a shore, where a shore would be maybe three hours away from when the people walking to, to, to hold this in this. And then because they studied our Isinguni languages, they would come and give uh, the, the, our mothers uh, addresses from the missionary churches, Bible, Hebrew, mm. 
and tell them not to prepare Mgombos because it's demonic. When wow. When Amabuto comes back to their homes, they are expecting in a Zulu setup on a normal date, not like what we practice in. This masochism we practice in, thinking Mgombos will give us blessings. It was just part of food mm. every day. Umangishana, ukanjana. So now, Oh, but coming back at home, they, 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 are, they are unable to enjoy their culture because the woman is saying, I have accepted the Lord now. Mm, mm, mm. Then the woman abuse began. Mm. And then the woman ran to churches around the time. Yo, this is, this is getting so deep. And much as I am tempted to take a certain off-ramp to engage on that, I want to come back yeah. now to... Um, you know, at this point, uh, the king, uh, yeah. a trial, is the yeah. one now, he's been ordered to disband your army, and he has decided together with his group that the answer is no. In his own land. Yes. So how does, how in, in the context of what was happening at the time, how does that get communicated that the answer is no? Do they announce the answers, no, let's go to war, or they just prepare for war and they wait for the British to come? No, no, there were, there were, there were like a, a lot of uh, uh, meetings, mm. engagements mm. Uh, around this. Uh, even before they got into the Asmetam tree, uh, to an extent that uh, there was an incident where one of the most trusted men uh, uh, of King Kajwayo, uh, who, who, who was I mean, uh, on the north of, of, of Wazulu Natal now, in, in Deben, Vestas, going the north to Eshoe Undi. So he, he had that one of his mothers in a polygamous marriage, Umetlo Wazulu, Kasihayo, of the Ngobese clan, he had that one of the mothers was now a girl for the statesman. Mm. In fact, a couple of them, for the, for the English statesman. And to an extent that uh, it was said that she was dating one of those. Uh, statesman. Mm. So what he did, he took a horse and and, and tied the woman. Uh, 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 I mean, uh, on the horse and began to ride the horse. Uh, that's how he killed uh, his mother. Mm. Then the problem began because now uh, the, the the English statesmen are saying, "King Kajoy, disband everything." And what you're going to do now? We need to solve this matter of this matter of this woman through the judicial uh, uh, methods of the English uh, government. Mm. That's where the problem began. There was this day where the, the, the English, because they know how, uh, I mean, uh, among the value cars, cows, sorry, not cars, cows. Yes. <laughs> they value cows because they have a relationship with nature, with the cosmos. They are able to give a, a cow a name, a cow is able to recognize a tone of a, 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 a headsman. Mm. So they studied all of that. Now they said, I, told, I, mean, I mentioned uh, the queen, who was a wife of Malandela, who was a mother to Kobe and Uzubet. She, she, breed, she used to breed these cows. So now they wanted to Kumuri, white in color. King Shaga had 2,000 of those cows or more. So now they said that would be a fine of, from, that should come from the side of the Zulus, meaning from King Kajaya to pay a fine in his own land. And then <laughs> King Kajot, because he didn't want, uh, he was not so eager to go to the battlefield. He said, let's give them these cows. Mm. They wanted more like 200 of them. 
And so, and and the, giving the cows would be in exchange to say we are not going to disband the army, but here's a bit of a peace no, offering. No, it's just a fine for women for killing that woman. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, it's yes. It's not even the beginning of it. Yes. yes. So now, because King Tocha was not eager to go to the battlefield. He then said, no, let's, let, 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 let us pay these cows. Meaning we have no choice. They even sang, you know, And then they took these cows, mm. going to cross together on their, on their way. They said, there is no way that you can take the lekas of the lekas of King Shaga and pay a fine for what in mm. our land. Mm. And then they began to stab these cows and and then they, 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 they ate them and they took the skins and they said, well, let us go and present the skins of these cows to the kings and said and say we couldn't do it. Mm. And then they said, I as a Macholins Israel, they may see us wearing these animal skins, but they going, their souls are going to fight with us on the territory. Mm. They came back, and then there was another incident where they took uh, the particles of a sorghum mm. into a container. And then they went and they stood in front of the king and said, if you can count all of these, you would have counted all the, the English regiments. And then the king said, can you bring me a, 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 maybe a skin of a, of a goat? And then they brought it and said, if you can count the hair of, of this goat, you would have counted all of the rules. I have a much mm. At that time, the prime minister being giving orders to whom uh, I'm a direct uh, descendant of. Um, then they, they began to walk to Ondin. I'm sorry, to Isandwana, walking from Ondin Palace to uh, Isandwana now, this mountain. And then it is said that on the road, they, they were looking and they couldn't see where they were going. And then he said, One, two, three, they were walking like they were possessed by the demons. They couldn't mm. even feel anything as they were walking barefooted, going to face the guns. And then when they got there, the Mulifers and other Zulus, they were given old guns uh, that was called uh, Richard. And then uh, because the English were technologically advanced, they were using a gun called Martini Henry. Uh, it is called Martini Henry because it was two masterminds. It was Henry of Scotland and, uh, 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 and uh, Frederick von Martin of, uh, of uh, Switzerland. Uh, that guy from Switzerland worked only on a barrel because the olden guns used to oversmoke. So they, and and I want to ask you yes. about that, Mbuso, you know, yes. the part about... Um, I'm getting the old guns. We do need to take a break to go to news. And I'm, I'm just so absorbed in the story and all of the details that our fantastic guest Mbuso has. O double one double eight three zero seven zero two. Any of the questions that you may have for Mbuso Kosa, who is a cultural practitioner, researcher, historian as well. You can hear, yes, he is a singer as well. We're talking about the Battle of Isangwana in today's Masterclass.
In our masterclass today, we're talking about the battle of Isangwana. And if you are just joining us, this conversation will be podcast. There are many characters in the story. I myself am struggling to keep up, but we're speaking to Mbuso Koza. You might know him as a musician, singer, songwriter. Yes, you can head over and find his music as well. And when you hear it, you will see the connection between his work as a cultural practitioner, researcher, and a historian as well. So Mbuso, we got to the part where now you were saying that the British, you know, were, were more technologically advanced and they got yes. um, um, these more advanced whip, uh, guns. But how is it that the British gave up? And maybe I misunderstood. Why did they give up their old weapons at all? Uh, before I continue, uh, I know there are, maybe there are some academics uh, and fuming professors, historians. Why are you calling this irritate uh, a professor, I mean, a historian? I always maintain that I am a musician who loves his history. And yes. uh, I don't know not to start his story. No, thank, yes, thank yes. you so much for clarifying. <laughs> thank yeah, you so fuming, much. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. No yeah. problem. Yes. So... Uh, so you, you are asking how in, in the English gave uh, their old guns to Abangun? Yes. No, there are those who, who, who already uh, uh, sold out on their brothers. Mm, 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 mm. The so plot thickens. Yes, uh, even Abomli. For Abomli, then even with others, we all cause a big suit It comes from that history. So even the Zulus, some of the Zulus were on the side of the the British army. This is why there is a, a, a war cry that say, It is because in at 3 a.m. when he heard that uh, their brothers are sold out, uh, he, he woke everyone and said, uh, I heard that our brothers are selling us out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So now they, they got these guns, uh, but the, 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 the 1,800 uh, uh, troops from the British were armed with the, the gun called Martini Henry that I was trying to explain earlier. Mm. Um, Imagine Henry was, was a, an already existing gun, but in 1650, it was taken to uh, Frederick uh, von Martin in Switzerland, who worked on only a, a barrel so that it doesn't oversmoke. Later, it was taken to uh, Henry of, of Scotland, hence it's called Martin Henry. He only worked on a, on a power of a, of a hammer when it hits the firing pin, and the firing pin hits the bullet, so that its power could kill more than two people. So mm. 1,800 could kill 2,000 uh, <laughs> and, and 3,600 or more. So you, you see what, what was happening. So now when they got to the battlefield, uh, they said Dunford was sipping a tea. They thought they came to a, 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 maybe a picnic. They mm. thought because they had guns, they could kill us like cockroaches. No, because they were, they were comfortable and ready and at the time, yes. the Zulus had their shields and the Asagais. Exactly. Uh, we were only wearing animal skins. There were no bulletproof. And you were barefoot. Barefooted. And now the general commander again was over 70. Yes. Yo. But he could run uh, from the middle 
ground to the other horn because, you know, the structure of the battle, it was inspired by King Shaga. Even some of the people who were trained by King Shaga were 50, 70 something being part of this battle. You know, I I always thought, I always thought that the ones that participated in the battle would be the young men and maybe those that are 60 and above were the ones that were sitting discussing strategy. I did not think they were also uh, at the front lines. No, no, no. You know, the structure is like this. I think the most experienced one would remain at the, at the back and some of the experienced one will, will be seated, uh, I mean, uh, across the, the horns because King Shara used the horns of, of, of a bull. But later they, they, they invented the, the horns of a buffalo, mm. you, you know, so to stretch it, to re, you know, strategize it. So now when they were going there, you would have maybe, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, the younger ones in the middle. Mm. Uh, so that we, we, we still put our, our hope in them. They still need to have families in future, mm. you know. Mm. So you have the most experienced ones who can't even run at the back. about Mm. You know, so, but now you, I am imagining um, this movement uh, from the, I mean, 10 kilometers apart, 74 years old, moving and also singing. You know, he was calling upon the kings up until who used to design uh, uh, the spears for King Shaga. He saw, uh, they say he saw a dark cloud you know, coming down, coming down until it transformed into King Shaga. Only him who could saw that. He went straight to the general commander and said, That's what King Shaga said. And which translates to? Meaning, uh, you know, if, if, if you, you, I mean, they conquer you on this path, you know, you're not human. Mm. You're just dogs. This, so this, it's this, not this. an option. It was not an option. And then the, 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 the English were, were, were conquered because, it, 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 but the, the most dangerous thing about the, the, the English army, uh, they studied a, 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 maybe a, a 500 year old book hmm. that was written by Nicolia Machiavelli. Hmm. Some of the things in Nicolia Machiavelli that he's saying on that book, he says, behave like everyone else and think like yourself. Mm, and yo, what what is your interpretation of what that meant in the context of that time? Does it mean um, blend in but still be you? Not at all. Mm. What they did, the, the way they brought the, 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 the Jesus' teachings in a, in a form of Christianity to us, they brought this thing, they put Jesus upstairs, he's not your teacher, he doesn't live in you. You were just a, 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 an animal who was wearing other animal skin, so mm. we, are, we are trying to civilize you. That's, why, that's how they brought it to us. Mm. So now they, 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 they encourage us to flock into churches. Look at them every Sunday. They are mm. sitting across the beach. Uh, they are busy buying new properties. They are thinking like themselves now. Mm. Mm. So in terms of... Because you mentioned yes. that the British at the time were about 1,800. Yes. But the Zulu army was almost 20,000 men. Yes. And they were coming, you know, with weapons and maybe the few old guns that they had. 
that required contact for um, them to actually yeah. do damage. What do you think the, 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 the strategy was that allowed them to overpower, other than the fact that the British were completely outnumbered and maybe a little bit too comfortable in the fact that we have, you know, more advanced weapons that don't require you to be in contact, physical contact, to do damage? They read two books. They read Sansu, The Art of War. Mm. Sansu says, a battle that is won with a minimum uh, bloodshed is the best because uh, you may come out victorious in a battlefield, but the challenge, how many bullets have you lost? How many soldiers have you lost? You know, how many rifles they need to be bought? You see, now when they're bringing 1,800 people, they were not foolish. They knew exactly what they were doing. They did not want to misuse uh, or overuse their, their army and their uh, infrastructure, mm. you know. So this is to say, us as, 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 as black people, even today, uh, Westerners, they still conquer us in a very modified battle. Uh, in academia, in the arts, we hate one another as dead people. We all gossip about one another. Another thing, Umidni Kolya Makaveli and Sansu, I show you, they say, look at things for what they are, not how your emotions are crowning things to be. Mm. You, you see, if, if for me, the lesson after my thought I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm learning here, is that they are a minority in the modern day and they are still superior, even psychological. Even, even the matter of when you study psychology, there is no African uh, 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 influence there. When you go to education curriculum itself, there is nothing that talk about about or It's all about you. I mean, you're studying in natural physics, you're studying in biology. It comes in a very confined language. You're scared, you fail seven times, and then later you go around. I studied seven years. No, you were enslaved for seven years. Mbuso mm, Koza mm, mm. is our guest chatting to us today about the battle of Isangwana on today's masterclass. We do need to take a break. I see all of your voice notes, and we will come to them and we'll take your calls. O double one double eight three o seven o two. 702 Masterclass. Nine minutes to three o'clock, and we are having a masterclass on the Battle of Isangwana. If you've just joined us, that is uh, the battle between the Zulus and the British. And this happened 143 years ago. We're talking January the 22nd in 1879. And we are in conversation with Mbuso Koza, who is well within um, the knowledge and the information and the context of our discussion. And we are taking a calls on 011-330-702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. So Mbuso, what I'd like to do, I'd like us to listen to a couple of voice notes and then um, give you an opportunity to respond to them and then uh, we will wrap up the discussion. So let me play uh, all of these. um, I just want to triple check that I am playing the correct ones. Okay, here we go. I'm enjoying this Cosa guy. I am so enjoying him and i just wish you could just bring him back again for more of this please thank you 
Hi, Lebu Kile. I'm just fascinated with your, your guest. I think the way his storytelling progress is second best to nine. You know, I'm just enjoying listening to his graphic uh, ex- explanation of exactly what happened and who's who in the whole line, you know? Interesting. Yeah, nice to speak as well. Hi, Lebo in the team. Hi, 702 team. Listen, Lebo, um, I like this conversation uh, that you just said with this guy, this gentleman that you have. Uh, right now, it's it's uh, 1443. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. I'm impressed by these young guys who who are following history. This is so nice. Lebo, thank you for this conversation. Thank you for your show. Uh, it's Kenny from Joburg. Thank you. Good afternoon, Lerebukhile. Thank you so much for the interesting show and thank you so much to Umbuso for such such a rich information, such a rich history. I wanted to ask Umbuso Guti, what is the what was the importance of Intelezi uh, in the battle of Sandwana? Because we are told that Intelezi also play a very crucial role in, 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 in helping the Zulus defeat um, the, the British. Thank you so much. Owen from Jimistin. Thank you so much for all of those voice notes. So Mbuso, you've got that question. What is the relevance? Um, in Telezi, in Yamazane, meaning incense and a, a skull of a human, in the olden days, um, they, they would um, use in Telezi uh, more like uh, something that gives you courage and vive. Uh, to go to the uh, the battlefield, and then you have in Yamazan. Uh, in Yamazan, it's more like in Hindu others. Uh, there are things they are lighting those small sticks. So in us, we, we use a different uh, 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 sticks, but something that that are from the leaves of a tree, and others from the animals, and then we burn them. So now it's more like you are meditating to understand that you a warrior and the battle they become one. Mm. Mm. Uh, so that's a significance. However, there is a twist. We can't say Intelezi is a, is a, I mean helped Amazulu to conquer British. So then we'll be saying Umuti fought, not their strategy, not their tactical uh, 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 capabilities. Because even in the battlefield, the strategy is from strategos, meaning a commander of the battle. And then being a tactical person is different from being a strategical person. So. I think, let's say, intelligence help people exactly when you're wearing turkeys. Turkeys are not the reason a human, I mean, a reason a human can run, but they help running better. Yes. So I think intelligence is, 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 is a form of that. It's, it's more even in Christianity. A prayer does not change anything, but your will will change anything. But when you are connected to the source and then you are aligned, simple mm. as that. Mm, mm. Yes. So just uh, as we wrap up, uh, Mbuso, what what are the key um, things that came out of this particular battle, which we know the Zulus won? What were the key things that happened after this? We can say the Zulus won the battle, but they they lost the war. Mm. Because for the fact that uh, Amakosa was Zulu, some of them, they go to Anglican church, we don't have a Zulu uh, a school of thought. We always talk about King Shaga, how great he was, but you don't even have one institute to show for. That's the aftermath. Because these people gave us the Bible, they gave us the notated music. Now they challenge. They even challenge the tonality in the manner that we speak. Mm. For instance, when you, 
in the, in the olden days, uh, let me quote a recent history of 1900, she used to compose the Amalala Pies. Mm. Then, as soon as we, we went to a, a, a church and read a hymn book, we were confined by what you call a tempered pitch. A tempered pitch in the music, they, they call it 440 when they are tuning an instrument. Yes. But before the, the, the 1953, uh, that, that tuning was on 433, meaning it was a natural sound, a mom. It wasn't a, relative a, to a guitar or a piano. Yes, it yes. wasn't relative to any t- I mean, tonality. Mm. You don't think, you listen to water singing. Then later, Joseph Goebbels. Around uh, the formation of the Nazis, they worked with a company that was endorsing how sound and tuning should be. I think it was ISO. They said, let us change it to 440. Mm. 440 meaning it's no longer natural, it's a tempered pitch. It means it's a pitch that has been tempered with. This is why oh, Hitler at that time, they used to play music. That is very distorted, that is not natural. So that we are depressed and we want to fight. So today, when you go to the church and they say, Say that in Isizul. Say that in Isizul. But we don't say that. Mm. So there's a biggest danger among Christians, Christians, African Christians, they really need to reimagine. Christianity. Maybe and I and I think if I if I understand you correctly, Mbuso, because yeah. I'm seeing some of the comments coming from people. You know, the context of which you are um, answering my question is to say that specific battle, which was to hold on to the Zulu culture and the Zulu identity, was won, but to look at where we are today and all of the changes that came about of us being anglified and the mm. colonization means that the war was lost, that all of those cultural identities and also in many ways that we're not aware got lost and they, 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 they uh, disappeared. Yes. So in essence, that's, that's what it is that you are saying. Um, such a pity that, uh, we have run out of time, Mbuso, but having yes. spoken to you today, I already know what other things I need to talk to you about because <laughs> you touched on something so, so critical and it's, we're not going to have time to deal with it, but the critical part of what the Bible represented when it arrived on our mm. shores. You have so many things to talk about. Can I talk radio, guys, just because of this? Thank you so much to our guest, Mbuso Koza.